Hi, welcome to the news update here on Buzzing Pattaya and to this week's edition, which I have to say is very sadly uh, not a good edition, purely for the fact that we're going to be talking a lot about the Mountain Bee nightclub disaster where uh, people lost their lives and uh, it was a real catastrophe, which we'll speak about. Uh, there's been a lot, of, uh, a lot of developments since the incident, uh, which I'll go through in more detail as we go through today's video. Uh, also, there's some other news that I want to bring to you, uh, stuff about the, there's some good as well as bad news, so there's some good stuff as well, so it's not all going to be doom and gloom, uh, but obviously, and quite rightly, so the focus has to be on the Mountain Bee fire. Uh, now, if you're not aware, uh, basically there was a, a very uh, catastrophic fire very recently in a place in Satahip called the Mountain Bee Club, and uh, the news at the moment... Uh, if you go into the Patea News, they're very hot on it at the moment. They're, they're bringing a lot of uh, up-to-date information. Uh, but what they're saying here is they say the death toll of the Mountain Bee fire in Satahip district rose to 15 people um, while there was a father of a deceased Navy sailor said his son had just promised to visit him uh, before, sadly, he was found dead inside the pub. And what happened was there was a fire. Uh, from what I understand, and don't quote me on this, is that there's so many conflicting rumors going around, it's very hard to actually get a pinpoint on what genuinely really happened. Uh, but from what I understand, there was an electrical spark. And the spark caught fire to very inadequate and uh, non-flame retardant fire, uh, soundproofing around the DJ booth. So if you see behind me now, you see all of my soundproofing. Well, they had soundproofing in the nightclub Apparently, it wasn't uh, it wasn't fire retardant. Uh, is it retardant? I think that's the word you're looking for. And um, it caught fire and just basically engulfed the whole building. As well as that, there was only one exit door, meaning that it was incredibly difficult for people to get out. And what happened was, uh, so I'm led to believe that because the uh, the foam, these foam soundproofing, uh, caught fire. Above the heads, what happened, it was melting the foam and it was just dripping down live fireballs onto the people below, very sadly. And uh, ultimately, it, uh, it related into 15 people losing their lives. And, you know, it's an incredibly difficult situation to comprehend. You know, you and myself, you know, we go into these buildings, these large nightclubs, and we never, ever give it a second thought that, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Because, you know, we take it for granted, as these people did uh, on that particular night. So, unfortunately, things went extremely badly. And now the after effect of that is quite, uh, quite severe. Uh, what they have done here in uh, the news, it says here that five uh, Plutalung senior police officers have been transferred to the Chombri Provincial Police Station in the aftermath of the Mountain Bee fire, which was reportedly illegally built and operated without a proper license. And, you know, these are the times when you have to try and understand, like, the concept out here. Money talks. And if you want to build something or you want to do something, generally speaking, along the way, you can part with some hard-earned cash and it will get you the what you need. But in this instance, it's really been catastrophic. It's caused incredible, uh, you know, incredible loss of lives, 15 people. So what they've done is they've moved the police officers that were involved on. So these guys that maybe have, uh, shall we say, turned a blind eye, I don't know, but let's just say that's what the situation was. They've now been moved on to other, uh, other roles in different provinces. And, you know, when you look at that kind of stuff, it is incredibly frustrating and very worrying that these kind of situations are allowed to pass by. 
So uh, following on from the situation um, in the Patea Mail, uh, it's reported here, it says the Thai PM orders nationwide checks on entertainment venues following the deadly pub fire in Satahip. And uh, they are, they've been out and about, uh, they were down Walking Street, uh, they've been looking at all the large venues, checking for the, uh, the fire uh, instructions and what provisions they have in place to deal with any situations that are similar to what we've experienced uh, recently. So, but isn't that too little too late? You know, surely they should have these, these measures in place before they're allowed to open. Um, but, you know, it, it really is, it's quite, I find it very difficult to talk about this because I want to say what I want to say, but obviously the nature of what we're on here, I can't. Um, and I'm sure you guys have got your own feelings about this. But there are times when you've just got to be accountable for what you're doing. And they've got to put these structures, you know, all right, listen, if you get stopped on the motorcycle and you might not have your license and you can, you know, all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, that, that doesn't really matter. In, in the grand scale of the world, it doesn't really matter. But when you've got a building like the size of the Mountain Bee nightclub and other nightclubs here, and I'm not saying that the other clubs here don't have what they need in place, but what I'm saying to you is when you have these buildings, the size of the, of the buildings that they are, that they allow that many people in, you've got to take responsibility. You've got to have the, the, the process in place that means that you actually tick the boxes correctly. And, uh, you know, there isn't any let's just say some uh, compromisation, let's leave it at that. But um, the Prime Minister has sent his condolences to the victims of the pub fire in Satip district. Uh, he's ordered administrative officials and police to check the safety of entertainment places nationwide uh, to impose preventative measures, find culprits. So I'm guessing what he's saying is find people that aren't uh, up to speed on what they should be doing uh, to help the victims and their families. Well, you know, without being disrespectful, it's great that they want to help the families, but there is no compensation that's going to replace a loved one that you've just lost. What they should have done was got it right in the first place. And what they have said, and I picked this up on a tweet uh, on Twitter, uh, the Patea News TPM Media uh, put a tweet out recently saying that the Thai police tonight, uh, being tonight was, uh, what day was that? That was uh, uh, the 6th of August. So on the 6th of August, it says here, the Thai police tonight arrested the individual identified as the owner of Mountain Bean nightclub, which caught fire earlier this week, killing 15 people and injuring dozens. Uh, his name is Pong Siri Pamprasong, uh, a 27-year-old guy, uh, is charged with causing death due to reckless behaviour. Now, we'll have to just wait and see what happens with that. I think you and I both know what will happen with that. Um, but, you know, at least they've got him in custody now. He's got to answer to a lot of questions. He's got to be accountable for his actions and what's happened in the past. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed that uh, despite the fact we'll never get those people back, hopefully we can all as a country here and as an entertainment, you know, one of the biggest entertainment zones in the world, you know, we need to be on top of our game here. So hopefully, fingers crossed moving forwards, this will be the outcome of, this, of the sad losses that we've had to incur. All right, moving on. Uh, talking about getting drunk and paying consequences, sadly. And I mean, you know, I mentioned the other day about the, the girl that was found asleep on the beach, uh, the 15-year-old girl. You know, these things do happen, sadly. And this guy has really paid the price. Uh, an intoxicated man sleeping on a railway track loses both legs after being run over by a train in Pattaya. And, uh, you know, that is just oh, awful, you know, awful. 
Uh, it goes on to say the Nongpru police was notified of the incident at 4.30 p.m. at a railway in Nongpru. Uh, I mean, 4.30 p.m., that's the middle of the afternoon. Uh, so they and the battalion used to arrive at the scene to find the intoxicated man aged around just 40 years old. You know, there's never a right time to lose your legs, but a 40 years old uh, who was still alive near the railway, uh, they withheld his name. He was crying with pain due to having both his legs amputated by the train near the knees. I mean, well, let's not state the obvious. You've chopped both his legs off and he's in pain. Uh, the man and his legs were rushed to a local hospital nearby. Police found an empty bottle of Thai whiskey. You know, so he's going to spend, I mean, well, I'm, I'm guessing here, but I can't imagine they can just put his legs back on. I, I can't imagine that's going to happen. So, I, I, you know, I suppose he's now going to spend the rest of his entire life uh, in a wheelchair and unable to move. I mean, you know, an amputee has an incredibly tough journey ahead of them. They have to have an incredible strength of mind, something I don't know that I would be able to do. Uh, but, you know, again, you know, just drinking, fell asleep on the railway line and, uh, you know, bang. And also as well, the implication, don't forget, it's not just the guy. I mean, obviously he's suffered a massive loss there. He's lost his legs. But, the, you know, the train staff, you know, it says here, the train staff said they're informed by the train driver that something was lying on the railway, which at first they thought was similar to a log. The train was unable to stop the impact in time to avoid hitting the intoxicated man. You know, that train driver, he's going to spend the rest of his life knowing that he's basically run the guy over. I know it's not his fault, and it's, you know, but it still doesn't mean that you can't think about it and have reoccurring nightmares about stuff like that. You know, I remember back in the day when I was in London, uh, I had a very good friend of mine. He was involved in an accident. It was absolutely nothing to do with him whatsoever, but it was a fatality. And, uh, you know, he ended up three years, I think, after the incident of committing suicide because he couldn't deal with it. And that's the implication. That's the, that's the aftermath of these kind of incidents, uh, which was really, really horrific. It shocked all of us. But sadly, inside, he was, he was harboring all these thoughts. And uh, ultimately, it cost him his life. He took his own life, which was an absolute shame. But, you know... Uh, so, uh, moving on. So now that, that was, uh, where are we? That was, that's the kind of negative side. I'm sorry to bring all this to you. I know it's a bit of a doom and gloom uh, video today. I really do apologize on that. Um, but on a positive note now, let's move on to the new things, the, the things that are moving ahead that will affect you guys. Uh, in uh, The Ministry of Tourism and Sports now is set to officially propose to the Centre of COVID-19 uh, uh, Situation Administration, CCSA, for entertainment venues opening hours to be extended now until 4 a.m., starting this high season in October. Now, that's fantastic news. That's great for us. You know, currently it's 2 o'clock. You know where I'm going with that one. So soon it will be 4 a.m., and uh, hopefully in the, if that goes well, maybe, just maybe by December, we'll be up to, say, the 6 a.m., and things will be back as they were. There's a lot of places opening now, a lot of new places coming on the, on the scene. Uh, you know, it's good to see we're still struggling with the amount of girls here. There's nowhere near enough girls uh, if, if you guys were to all come out right now. Uh, as it is, because of the lack of tourism, it's quite okay. Uh, but obviously, if you guys do start piling over now towards the, the high season, then hopefully, fingers crossed, it will be a win-win. The girls will come back, you guys will come over, and everyone will be fantastic. So, yeah, so the good news is that right now, uh, the proposal is in place for a 4 a.m. Uh, starting in October. It's yet to be approved, but at least they put it on the table. So, however, you know, so hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, that will come forward and uh, good news ahead. Now, incidentally, I had to put this one. I, I wanted to talk about this. There was just one part about this, this, uh, this news item that just tickled me. <laughs> I, just, I had to just uh, read it out. So 
Where are we? Uh, so there's, there's an Indian tourist, okay? There's an Indian tourist who had had a few too many and uh, he was a bit intoxicated. He says, a drunk Indian man reportedly runs amok on Pattaya Walking Street before getting arrested. Uh, this also is in the Pattaya News. You know, we've all done things. We've all been drunk. We've all done silly things and we've all paid the price for it. But this was the bit that I liked about that made me laugh a little bit. It says, a drunk Indian man reportedly ran amok and climbed onto a boxing ring in a nightlife venue on Pattaya Walking Street before getting arrested. But here's the bit. Here's the bit. It goes on. It says... Uh, uh, he climbed the empty boxing ring in the pub, shouting incoherently, uh, acting disrup- uh, disruptive and causing problems for business owners and tourists. But this was a bit that, checked, that just made me chuckle. And I know it's my stupid sense of humour. But it says here, despite being surrounded by police, the man reportedly not intimidated and hit some breakdancing moves on the ring before continuing to make a scene. Ultimately, the officers needed to charge him, pin his hands behind his back and cuff him to enable the venue to go on with their business. But, you know, I also look from the side of the police side. You know, they're trying to arrest the guy. He's drunk. And suddenly he starts busting out some break dancing moves. You know, you've got to have a little chuckle, haven't you? And also from his side of things, I think fair play to him, mate. You know what I mean? He's there. He knows he's going to get arrested. He knows he's going to be in trouble. He's going to get a fine at best. And uh, he thinks, do you know what? I'll just start popping out some moves. So, uh, yeah. So, I don't know what happened to him. It doesn't say. It doesn't go on to say what was uh, done. Uh... It says it was not clear if he'd be charged with a potato police note. Disturbing the peace and resisting arrest was a possibility. I think it'll be a, and uh, you know, see you later, son, and uh, go practice your breakdancing moves. But yeah, imagine that. Can you imagine being a, being a policeman? You know, it's a tough job at the best of times. I know I'm, uh, you know, I'm not anti-police, but I, you know, it's not something I, I would embrace doing. Um, but, you know, we need them. But there, stood there as a policeman, and uh, someone starts busting out some <laughs> You know, I'm sure, uh, I don't know, maybe there's some policemen out there watching this video that you've seen some uh, funny things, some funny things at a moment in time when maybe perhaps it shouldn't have been happening. Uh, maybe you'd be kind enough to drop, an, uh, drop a comment about an experience you've had where you're about to arrest someone and they've done something like that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> maybe you want to share that, maybe you don't. But I just think these poor policemen stood again. What's this guy doing? You know what I mean? He thinks he's uh, Michael Jackson. Right, uh, again, now n- more positivity. You may remember there was a bit, bit of a heave-ho about the Jomtien street vendors. They were all cleared off the beach and told to go away. They weren't allowed to, to try and sell their, their food, and they were just brushed out the, out the scene. Uh, well, the good news is, is that now they've actually been allowed back on board, and uh, there's a news article here, again in the potato, it says the vendors who had been barred from setting up their stalls beside the beach with an arrest threat by the Batea and Na Jomtien authorities uh, in June, back in June it was, have finally been able to reopen but at a new street market on the opposite side of Na Jomtien Beach in Soy Jomtien Soy 16, uh, just a short walk from the beach. So they're a bit further down. If you think about immigration, uh, is Soy 5, the nightlife area is Soy 7. So they pushed them right the way down towards what we call Na Jomtien, which is the far end. Uh, but nevertheless, they've been given the opportunity to sell now, so hopefully uh, trade will resume for them and they can go on getting about their normal daily uh, existence. And uh, lastly, on a high, so you may or may not be aware now, we're right at the beginning of the Patea Music Festival. This weekend just gone was, was the start. Uh, every weekend this month, we will have music festivals going on uh, down in the Beach Road area. It's a great event. It really is fantastic. Lots and lots of people have been coming and uh, enjoying the evening, so that's good. And it says here, uh, the first night of the Patea Music Festival was deemed a success 
however, even though some reportedly complained about what they called trivial regulations such as mask mandate, required seating or displaying proof of a COVID-19 vaccination. Uh, it says here, the Bataan Music Festival, which had three stages spread out over the Ducitani Hotel, uh, Soy 6 and Central Bataan Beach, just beautifully ended yesterday. Uh, they go on to talk about the festival. So the Ducitani is at one end of the beach. Uh, Soy 6 is pretty much in the center. And then at the very end, you've got Central Bataan Beach, uh, where they've got a stage there. So they are enforcing the mandate for the COVID restrictions. They are making you wear a mask. They are asking you to sit down and do a bit of social distancing. But, you know, at the end of the day, if this goes a success, which fingers crossed it will, then it can only enforce the fact that we don't need to continue uh, doing this, that we can actually start to resume what we would call normal living uh, back how we used to know it. But the, but the good news is that it, it worked well, everyone was happy, and there's another three more weekends to come, and it was really, really busy. So uh, good news there. All right, so that's it for this week's roundup. I hope you've uh, enjoyed listening to the news. As I say, you know, my, my thoughts... And prayers go out to those that lost loved ones in the fire. It was a horrific and a, and a horrendous situation to be, to be bringing to the channel, sadly. Um, and hopefully now, for whatever we can, let the good news be, let's move forward and let's get this right. Because we can't afford to have a repeat of that ever again. All right, so that's it for me, guys. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, as always, please remember, hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon. If you'd like to be notified when I bring out a new video, check out Discord, 17,300 members in there now. It's completely free to join. So there is a link in the description below. Have a look there, click on that, jump across, come and say hello. And uh, there's a wealth of information and knowledge in there. So come and be part of that. And if you'd like to support the channel and the work that I'm doing, there is a link also in the description below. Uh, membership starts from as little as uh, 89 pence a month. All right, that's it for me, guys. Thank you very much for watching. And please, as always, wherever you are in the world, stay safe. Thank <laughs> you.